The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from our studios here in Woodland Hills. Uh, you, you wouldn't know, but we just had an air conditioning person uh, and heating person leave that was on our set seconds ago. So we're uh, a minute late uh, because they were clearing out a ginormous ladder. Because, uh, you know, we got to have heat this at this time of year and we got to have cool uh, in the studio for sure because we got equipment beyond the mama. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, thrilled to be here with you, thrilled to be able to be live here with you. We are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and about a dozen other sites. Traven will get around to showing those to you in just a minute. Our chat is now open. I will be able in just a minute to be able to talk to you guys and say hi. So now is a great time to be writing in and saying where you're watching from and just say hi so that we know that you're watching live. We know that many of you do not watch the show live. In fact, most of you prefer to download us as a podcast or catch us later on on YouTube. That's all cool. We love all that. We want to be here for you in whatever format you prefer to choose. We, uh, we do want to tell you that when you are watching us on YouTube, you're going to see more ads popping up because uh, we got to keep the lights on. And we hope that you'll bear with us that the content will be strong enough for you that you'll, you know, either skip the videos when you can or wait them out when you can or do whatever you can. It's a reality. Uh, so thank you for being patient with us. We also asked you yesterday, if, what's your favorite time? We're, we're taking a little uh, poll here. What's your favorite time of day or night, wherever you are in whatever time zone you are in, to watch the show, download it, if there were a time that you were like, ooh, I wish it was live at this time, what time would that be? Because we have a big announcement coming up probably in about a week about something that we'll be doing that will it'll all make sense. So I hope that you'll let us know. You can write in to me right now what time you like to watch the show or what time you would like to watch the show live or what time you download it so that you can watch it. Like, what's your, what's your ideal hour? And some of you have written in and said, it changes every day. That's okay, too. We like knowing that, too. But we especially love to know what time zone are, because we, we don't want to assume that you wrote it and said, well, I would really love to watch it at 2 p.m., and if I assume that that specific time, but you mean London time, that's going to be a vastly different equation. So let us know what time zone you're in. So uh, today is Wednesday. In just a second, we're going to do the jargon of the day, which I super love, and then Later on in the program, we've got two guests. They're kind of semi-regulars now at this point. They're the gentlemen who started Spectrum Laboratory, and or Spec Labs, as a lot of people call it. And they're very creative gentlemen. And uh, filmmakers and uh, composers, thank you very much, Mr. Traven. And, uh, okay, I'm going to prop that up. Um, but you guys can write in right now, and I can see it on my iPad here uh, when you guys have something that you wish to say to us. Like, we love to know where you're watching. I don't know if that's going to work. Let's see if it does. It's going to slide off my little bobblehead. Let's put the bobblehead on the desk. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stack. I'm going to stack crap. I got extra glasses there. There we go. Okay, so we want to hear from you guys and know that you're watching, and, and we'll have time uh, throughout the show to maybe talk about a lot of different stuff. 
but thrilled to be here with you. One of the things I want to say is that on Monday, if you missed it, we did a parent-to-parent -parent show all about things, things that you can do parent-to-parent -to, -parent to reduce stress. And I, one of the one, we only did the top 10 tips, but afterwards I thought, oh, you know the one that I would have loved to have included was water. That drinking water, getting in water to take a bath, taking a shower, going swimming, if that's something that is affordable for you, oh, that helps to reduce the stress. Uh, I, we used to live in a place where our association for the, the complex had a pool, this is pre-pandemic, right? And it was great uh, because every day, especially during the warm months here in California, when everything was done, we would go swimming even if it was just for a half an hour. And I didn't have to do any of the pool maintenance because it came with the place. Now we live in a place that does not have a pool and a lot of the pools were closed and a lot of people during the pandemic and people were writing in and saying, I can't, I can't go swimming and it's a really, it's a hardship. And the people I know that had pools were just loving it. Now, if you don't have access to a pool, like I don't right now, then, you know, you get in the shower, take a shower, take an extended shower when you can. Uh, hey, M. Comer, uh, watching from Clarksville, Tennessee. So thrilled that you're here with us this morning. And Max, uh, my daughter was diagnosed with type 2 autism. I don't know how long ago that was, Max, but I'm glad that you're here because here we try to be uh, people, our mission is to provide information and inspiration. And that's to the entire larger autism community. That starts with individuals who are themselves on the spectrum, of course, but it includes everyone who loves those individuals. Now, I believe that that should be the entire world. We'll get there. <laughs> Hopefully one day we will get there so that it includes the entire world. Uh, but right now, for folks who identify, I, you know, I identify as a pony. I am a parent of a neurodiverse individual. And I remember, we were just talking about this the other day, that the other day commemorated the 17-year anniversary of when my son was diagnosed with autism. And that was a hard day. Like, let's not candy coat that that was a really hard day and i always like to say to the folks who are on the spectrum watching that's not because i loved him any less no quite the contrary the reason why it was a hard day for me was i was realizing all the things that i didn't know and i wasn't sure that i was going to be able to learn them my love for my child just continued to grow and i never loved him any less um, because he is who he is. And that had not changed from the day before he was diagnosed to the day after or any day after that. And, um, you know, you have a child and you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could love somebody that much. And it has nothing to do with anything that comes after that. A diagnosis doesn't change that at all. But what it does change for a parent is your feeling of, do I know what I'm doing? Am I, am I strong enough to be the parent that I feel like I need to be? for this child to make sure that I meet them where they are? And of course the answer is that you are. Let me fill that in for you, for any parent who's asking themselves that question, of course you are. But in the moment when you don't know where you're gonna get the information or you don't know what to do, it doesn't always feel that way. And when you start to look for the information, if you don't find it or you don't find it in a format that works for you, you feel like you're alone on a planet and that you're gonna fail your kid. That's where that stress comes from. That's wh where the, it's really hard when you feel like, I don't know what to do. I don't feel like I can do what people are telling me to do. I certainly don't feel like I can afford to do what, which makes me a failure, because why can't I afford to do this million dollar thing to help support my child, right? All of those things are where the stress comes from a parent, not, from the individual. I always like to say that um, because I know once somebody said, you know, it hurts our feelings when you talk about how stressful it is to be our parents. And I was like, oh, oh do you think that's about you and, and loving you? Not at all, not at all. We just want to rise to meet you. And we're not always sure that we're, we're able to. But that's one of the reasons why we started doing this show was because when I was looking for answers, I wasn't finding somebody who would just tell me the truth and just stop acting like it was all gonna be hearts and flowers and roses or act like it was never gonna get any better either. And somebody who could empower me 
um, I started finding those resources. And so, uh, you know, and I made a kitchen floor, not kitchen floor, it was bedroom floor, but uh, our friend Nancy calls it the kitchen floor club where you're on your knees on the floor and you're talking to the God of your understanding and saying, please help me to help my kid. And when I had that conversation, I said, please help me to help my kid. And I promise if you help me, I will take whatever that information is and I will turn around and help as many people as I can. That's why we're here, year 12, still trying to help as many people as I can. So I'm glad you're here. Feel free to write in specific questions into the chat. If I'm not an expert in autism, that's the next thing I have to say. Um, but I have been on this journey for 17 years and for more than 15 years I've been interviewing experts uh, so I've learned a thing or three, um, but I also have access to those experts. So the stuff that I don't know or don't remember what they said, I will be happy to reach out to experts on your behalf or get them on the show to talk to you. And of course, every Tuesday we're here with Dr. Doreen Grampichet, and you can ask her your question of her directly, and everything we do is free. Now, I did mention, though, that we're, we need to keep the lights on, and we have a lot of lights on, uh, and it's expensive. So... Um, you are going to see more ads, and we all just need to sort of embrace that for being what it is. And they've been asking me to do this forever, and I just drug my feet about it. But finally, I said, okay, and then Traven did it. Uh, we now have a Patreon account. So if you want to donate, uh, we're kind of like PBS, you know? Uh, <laughs> if you want to donate directly to keep protect, uh, production going, you can donate to Patreon, or we now have, we're part of the star thing on Facebook. If you want to donate money, you can. Um, Joanny, and I'm saying it right now, I hope, super excited to catch you live two days in a row. Hi from Philadelphia right now. Grateful for your bedroom floor promise. Well, me too, because it worked out for me. Let me just say that, and I'm glad that you think it's working out for you. That makes me feel happy. Uh, I was just saying to Dr. Grampichet yesterday that I, I had hoped that I was coming to Philadelphia and you were going to be my realtor, um, because my son did get accepted to Drexel. And we thought that he was coming to Drexel, and we got very excited about that. And Tr Drexel did offer him a $20,000 a year scholarship, which is nothing to sneeze at. However, it's $60,000 a year, so that didn't work out. Uh, and really, that's not even the main reason why he didn't go. He decided that he, he was going to be in the playwriting and screenwriting program there, and we were excited about that because I think there's a playwright in him. But by the time it was time to go to school, because of the pandemic, he had watched all this television like Game of Thrones and Better Call Saul and all these things, and he decided that he wanted to go to a program that had a television writing program. So that's where he is. Anyway, yes, but if I ever move to Philadelphia, you are my realtor. There we are. Um, it's just that thing. So <laughs> I was already looking at houses. I was already on the MLS, Joanny. I was picking things out, but it didn't. that didn't happen. So here I am in Los Angeles. Anyway. Okay, let's uh, get busy with uh, the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to first give you the actual definition of it. Then I make fun of the actual definition because usually it's a useless piece of you-know-what. And then we give you a working definition, and I try to give you an example from a parent perspective, not somebody who has a degree in psychology or autism so that we can start to learn what this term is, but on a bigger sense, what it, what it can mean to our lives and to the people we love, to their lives. So there it is, DTT, which to me, um, I thought we were talking about a bug spray the first time I saw it, right? Which I think that's DDT, but uh, the first time I, I they're like, we're gonna do DTT, and I was like, you're gonna spray them with bug spray? because uh, that's how my mind works, but th that is not what it is, thank you, because we would never have done that. Um, okay, so let's take a look at what DTT is. It's discrete trial training, which, you know, that's not much better, right? Because that sounds weird. That sounds like something you're going to do in private that, I don't know, it sounds a little funky weird to me. Uh, so let's look at our actual de uh, definition, or is that the actual definition? Uh, so this is our work. That, oh, I, I messed up. So that was our actual definition. But let's, I, I, we're going to work this backwards and forwards. Um, so the, oh, there's it. There it is, the actual. There we go. The actual definition is training that focuses on single cycle of behaviorally based instruction routine. Well, that's as dry as a stick in Texas. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? Training that focuses on a single cycle of behaviorally based instruction routine. Like if you don't know anything about DTT, that is just so completely not helpful. Um, and I'll tell you something else. What happens a lot of times is that people go, well, DTT, look it up online. And then a lot of times the video comes up first about DTT. And we go, oh, I'd like to watch a little bit of DTT to see what it is. And usually what you see is an adult, uh, a young adult, sitting um, either on the floor or at a table with a young child. And, you know, they have something on the table and they'll, they'll say, touch car in this very fake sounding touch car thing. And then you see the child touch the car and they go, yay, touch car, uh, right? And then, uh, you know, and then sometimes it'll play longer and they'll move things around and now they have a cell phone and I'm saying that my head is a car and they'll say, okay, touch car. And then the child touches the car again and they go, yay! And you go, what the heck is that? That is the strangest looking, weirdest, like, I, first of all, I have a child on the spectrum. If I said, touch car to my child, my child would run away and be doing something and be, you know, flapping and stimming and whatever. He's not going to, if I said, touch car, he isn't going to touch the car. And, and how is this helpful to anyone ever? And when you see this, you go, oh, I don't know. We're not doing that to my kid. Um, because that's just weird. That's just bizarre. Because it shows you something completely out of context and doesn't explain to you what you're seeing. So that's why I'm here. Um, because that is DTT. What I just showed to you is DTT. But it's, let's stay with me. Don't leave. <laughs> because let's move on to what the working, it's one aspect of DTT. Let's say this. So our working definition is teaching one targeted behavior at a time. So for a moment, I want you to imagine that you decide overnight that you are going to go to, I, I don't know, um, let's pick some place that has a different language that you're really unfamiliar with. I mean, I, I want to say Russia, but Russia has so many issues going on right now, you probably aren't going to go to Russia. Let's say that you go to, um, you know, uh, a Danish country. And, you know, let's say you go to Belgium or something like that, and you don't speak the language at all. And you didn't have any time to prepare, so you're there, and maybe you have a guide. Maybe you didn't even have time to have a guide uh, that ha that's a book, uh, and you don't have your phone with you so that you can look up certain words, right? And you, there's certain things that you need in life, right? And the place that you are staying, they're trying to help you because they don't speak English, Right, and so the the person who you know the bellhop who whoever you know babbles these words at you that sound like gibberish, and th because you have no understanding of them, and they'll, they'll say like ten words like and it all sounds the same to you, like you can't even pick the sounds out of it, so you have no idea what they're trying to say. What we know is that if you, if they stop and say one word, like they say vushta, and they point to your suitcase, now you go, oh, vushta means suitcase? Oh, okay, yes, I want to, I want you to take my suitcase up. Now, they're not understanding you. You just babbled, and to them it sounded like right? It's gibberish. But if we, if we say, if we stop everything, instead of saying so many words and say yes, and we partner that, and it's a little bit stilted, it's not how we normally say yes, but we go yes, because we're trying to be abundantly clear so that we can begin to communicate. Now, that is not where you want to end up speaking. Eventually, you want to be someone who speaks the language fluently and doesn't look like a, uh, a lunatic going yes right? It's exaggerated so that we can have an understanding in this, in, in a morsel of a moment, and, and we're teaching them that yes means yes, and they're teaching us that vashta means suitcase. Now, in a big, long str stream, now I kind of know vashta means suitcase, but if you said to me, you know, I may not catch it because there's so much there, right? So DTT is the, and we use this 
through all kinds of moments in life where we're trying to be clear with something, where instead of saying a whole big sentence, that we will just stop and be clear and do one word and one action to try to be clear to communicate with somebody else. DTT is not the be-all, end-all of how to teach someone with autism. But if someone with autism, a lot of times, our kids aren't learning in the typical way, and so DTT says, let's stop and do what we do in all other acts of life, and let's isolate a moment. So when I put the car there and I say, touch car, I'm doing the exact same thing that I'm doing to the, uh, the bellhop in Belgium. I'm going, yes, and I look like a lunatic, but it's just phase one. Later, the next time I say yes, I'm just gonna say yes, and then eventually I'm just gonna say yes, like I would say yes to anybody, right? Same thing with DTT. It's not always gonna be that touch car, but in the beginning, I wanna pair what this is with the action that I want them to do, and I wanna be clear about it, and I wanna use a voice that lets them know I'm giving you an instruction. I'm not gonna do that on day 10, right? And I'm gonna gradually add words so that the child begins to receptively understand that I'm asking you to touch the car. And I'm giving them a reward by saying, yes, good job. Now, I'm not just gonna praise. I'm gonna give the, unless praise is really rewarding to them, I'm gonna give them a reward on top of that, something that's meaningful to them. For some kids, it's a hug. For some kids, it's a sticker. For some kids, you know, it could be all kinds of things. I, I personally don't love it when we give food, um, but it's necessary sometimes. It's a primary reinforcer. So sometimes the child will get like a little piece of a cookie and everybody goes, oh, you're doing dog training. Well, you know what? Um, it, it, what, you're, what you're actually saying is that this same method that they've used for a, humans for centuries also works on animals. You're right but it's not dog training. It's what we do with everyone. It's the same thing that they do with you at your work that if you do something, you get a bonus. Well, is that dog training? I mean, it is, because uh, it, it works with dogs too. Guess what else it works with? Plants. Same things work with, it's human behavior, it's animal behavior, it's foliage behavior, it's anything that's living, you know, behaves. And when you give it a reward for behaving a certain way, it will do that more often. Um, that's just the laws of the universe, right? Um, so I know people get all fatutzed about it and go, you know, oh, we, but you do that with typical children too. It's just with DTT, you're making it very specific and you're working on one thing at a time for a period of time. Now, here's my problem. A lot of times, um, and, and Joanny, I see that you, you lost me. Did you lose the feed or did you, like, you don't like the DTT? Here's the thing about DTT. If, it, you know, I, I always think about the thing in the Apollo uh, where at one point they ask him to turn on, um, and it's uh, Kevin Bacon. They ask him to turn on one switch and he's got a, a, a post-it over another switch and, and they say to him, what are you doing? And he said, well, you know, he says, we're on step 32 of 102, and I don't want to make a mistake and go to 102. DTT is like the first six steps of learning something out of 185. And a lot of times people think, oh, we're only going to do DTT, and that's all we're going to learn. And the analogy that I like to give people is that if ABA were a car, a, a whole car, and there are all these parts on the car, and the car is headed someplace because we want to get to Vegas, right? Um, DTT would be the steering wheel. Now, people get so emotional about, no, you're not doing DTT with my child. And, and I'm like, eh, because it's really quick and efficient, and it, get, it gives your child a leg up on learning. Because it's, it is that moment when the bellhop says to you, Vashta, and you go, oh, Vashta, okay, now I've learned something. If all the bellhop ever wants to do to you is go, you're never gonna learn Vashta, because it's too much. It's too much. And it's the same way with our kids with autism. They are not, it's miraculous that little kids pick up the English language like they do, because the English language is the hardest thing. So I would say learning language by absorbing it is a miracle, right? And our kids, they don't get that miracle. They get other miracles. 
So we got to slow it down for them and give them an opportunity, and DTT allows us to do that with anything we want to teach, including the English language. So I always say DTT is the steering wheel of the car of ABA. I don't think anybody would ever want to go to Vegas in a car that didn't have a steering wheel. I'll bet you could get there, but it's going to take you a lot longer, and you're going to have to apply other tools. You're going to have to manually move the wheels or get a, a wrench to do it, or I don't know, but it's going to take you longer to get there. But I don't know anybody that would go, I'm going to Vegas, and all they took was a steering wheel. If all you're ever going to do is DTT, you are not going to get where you want to go. It is not meant for that. It is not meant to be the only teaching tool. It's like the beginning teaching tool. So if I want to teach a child what the, the name of a car, that, that a car, that when I say car, like Vash to the suitcase is car, I'm going to start with a DTT thing, and I'm going to put a, a, a physical representation, a small car in front of them, and I'm going to say, touch car. And then, I, and then I'm, so now I'm teaching them the sound, car. I'm also teaching them touch, right? Uh, but then I'm going to say to them, what is it? And I'm going to help them to shape if they have vocal sound to say, cuck, cuck, car. If they don't, I'm going to have them, you know, from a stack of pictures, you know, say to me, it's a car, right? That that's the, the expressive side of it. Then eventually, we're going to learn all the parts of a car, that a car has wheels and doors and all these other things. And we're going to go outside and we're going to look and, and say, point to a car. And they're going to point to a real car. And I'm going to ask them what it is, and eventually we're going to build a language and say it's a car. Then I'm going to ask them questions about cars. And we're going to learn all kinds of things so that eventually they know what a car is. It becomes language that's theirs. But you've got to start somewhere, just like in the hotel saying Vashta suitcase. Okay? I don't want to belabor it. Um, no sound. They don't have my sound, Traven. Does everybody, is everybody missing the sound, or is it just Joanne? Write in if you are, well, you can't hear if I'm saying you do have sound. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, oh, she says on my end. Never mind. Okay, great. All right. So don't, it looks weird, you guys. It looks so weird. When you see DT, you go, oh, gosh, this can't be good, right? That's how I felt. That's how everybody feels. I remember the first time my mother came to my house and she saw them doing DTT. She was like, what have you done? What have you done? You put all your eggs in this basket and you're convinced that it's going to work. This is stupid. And I said, Mom, just sit and watch. We had a monitor. And I said, sit and watch. Sit and watch. And about four days later, they had taught my, so my son. They had started out at the beginning of the week with a bird. And we had a little plastic bird from his play school, Noah's Ark. And, uh, and they were teaching him bird. And then they taught him, taught him the features of birds and everything. So by the end of the week, they said to him, what is it? And he said, is a bird. And a bird has wings, and a bird has feet, and a bird can fly. And my mother went, oh my god, uh, this is the most amazing thing. Why isn't this on the nightly news? She was like, people don't understand what this is. Because then she could go on a walk with him and, and eventually have a conversation with him about birds. And he could tell her all about birds. And that was just one of the millions and myriads of things that he learned. So, but, but it's really, you don't really understand it until you watch it in context with the other learning techniques that come after it. Just like the suitcase Vashta. We wouldn't want to end there, right? I don't, I don't even know what in Belgium what the word is for suitcase. Thank you, uh, Pika. I appreciate hearing you. So I just say to people, I know that DTT looks weird. And my first thought was, oh, no, how are we going to get to college from here? And guess what? We did. We did. You have to make sure, though, that the people who are doing DTT are doing it correctly and giving your child an opportunity to apply it on a regular basis to the natural environment, and they're not getting stuck in DTT and boring the kid. Thou shalt not bore the 11th commandment, right? Um, and that they're keeping their dignity and that it's rewarding for them, right? And that they're moving from the DTT into natural environment training. It needs to be that way. But I also am very opposed to the ABA people who are like, oh, we don't ever do DTT. Because to me, that's the same as saying, we'd like to waste your child's time. So that's how I feel about that. That's my soapbox on that. Be careful. A, a little bit of DTT, steering wheel. A lot of DTT, where are you going with the steering wheel? You got to have the whole car. Okay.
All right, moving on, because uh, we've got great guests for you today. So, uh, and I've gone late. Uh, so I believe that probably Garth and Jason are with us. These are two amazing young men who uh, have really created something very special that I always get goosies uh, talking about. Spectrum Laboratory, an amazing, um, I think of it as like a creative think tank for all kinds of individuals, but especially individuals on the autism spectrum, that they are given the ability to be artists and be fostered as artists on all different kinds of level from these two nurturing artists themselves and the amazing things that have come out of this collaboration that they have with their students, it never ends. A lot of times, I think in, I think in every episode of Stories from the Spectrum, we've featured something from Spec Labs. So let's welcome back to the show, Garth Herberg and Jason Weisbrode. Are they there? I'm not hearing or seeing anything. I'm gonna keep talking about them until we make sure that they're here. Um, so if you guys haven't watched Stories from the Spectrum, oh, something's happening, there they are. Okay, so we're ready to see uh, great gigs. Let's take a look at some of the work they've been doing this last year. again now. Now? I feel ready to play again. It's Bob from AbilityLifeSolutions.com. Many people... about how we can best support you. smaller than normal head, his short stature, and his intellectual challenges, all symptoms of a condition known as microcephaly. Unwilling to raise their special child as a shut-in, a common practice in those days, they sold their son. They sold him to a sideshow promoter who promised to show him the world, and show him he did. Thank you. 
I'm just proud to know them. <laughs> like, isn't that amazing? Don't you look at that and just get filled with hope and go, oh my gosh, this is something really amazing and unique. Do we have the gentleman back where we can talk to them? I hope so. I hope so. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> I cannot see you. Jason, is that you? I am. I am on here. Yes. I can't see you though. Uh, that's okay. I, I see Abby that's... from Girl Inside on the screen. Okay. <laughs> well, I see our logo. But uh, Jason, that's a pretty yeah. powerful video. Thank you. Yeah, Garth put that video together uh, to showcase just all the work that we've brought in over this past year through all of our different departments. We've pretty much all of our departments have gotten actual paying gigs for our students, right, Garth? I mean, animation, yeah. music, voice, acting, film, they've all gotten work. Yeah, I mean, it's its either like they've worked or there's like great connections that are happening. Um, yeah, I think we've seen more momentum this past year than in previous years. It's picking up a little bit more now. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just so inspired by you guys and, and, and what you guys are doing. And, and, and I love getting to, because it's just so fascinating to see some of the, even the storyboard uh, drawing for our, our opener, like, you know, yeah. what the creative process is and, and what they're doing. It, it's just fascinating to me. And I know that it's just a matter of time. I'm going to put it out there before you guys do something that's Oscar nominated. <laughs> It's coming. Your lips I like to it. God's I like ears. the manifestation. Yeah, yeah uh, manifest. It's coming. Yes. And I, I and I'm going to be so excited for you guys on that day, but I'm excited for you on this day and I'm excited for your students because I watch what you guys do and and it isn't just about the final product, but my goodness, as a parent, don't we all get excited about that and go, "Holy moly." Like that's exciting for these people, but it's also, there's a social component to this. And as I said before, the self-esteem that, you know, I, I've told this story many times before, but when I met Abby Romero and she introduced herself and she said, I'm Abby and I'm an artist at Spec Labs and stuck her hand out to me and, and was like, I'm introducing myself to you um, as somebody who, this is, this is my rich creative life. I don't think you can buy that. Um, that is just amazing. And I think that there's a lot of parents out there that want to buy that for, the, for their kids, but it's, it has to be fostered. And, and, and while there are many ways to do it, I think that you guys do it in this remarkable way. I think incubator is the word that I keep wanting to say, that you guys have this incubator going on. Is that what it yeah, feels like cool. to you? I think that's a cool way of putting it. I, I just wanted to add to that, Shannon, because I, just for anybody out there that's sort of thinking, well, this this sounds like a little too advanced for, you know, my kid, um, or or if somebody's watching on their own and they're thinking, you know, I'd really like to do this, but I just don't think I'm good enough. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of our students might have felt that way when they started. They thought, you know, they, they didn't have experience. Um, they didn't. They just knew that it's something they like to do. And I think we've been able to, through the good fortune of um, some of the people we've worked with, to create opportunities for people at a lot of different levels. Um, so I just want to, right off the bat, be really clear, like this program is not just for the experienced high level um, artists. It's for, it's for anyone who has a passion or an interest and, you know, will take you where you're at. And that's yeah. really the key. It has to be somebody who wants to do this kind of work because not everybody does. Let's be honest about yeah. that. But if you have somebody who's constantly wanting to draw or somebody who's wanting to play you know, their instrument with a group of other people or they say that they want to do voiceover and they're always doing funny voices, those are the people that we want to see in your classes, right? Yes, that that's the main conversation I have with parents when they call and they're interested in stuff because they see all this you know, glitzy stuff, the stuff we put out there, the content. And the main thing I say to parents when they call is, we're going to meet your student where at the level they're at. And as long as they have a passion desire for whether it's acting or music or, you know, script writing, whatever it may be, um, drawing, we start there and then we just, we nurture and then we kind of see what yeah. path they go on. And sometimes they'll get work and be part of our team later on, but there's always a, a, a process that we have yeah. that will get them there. It's not like we all of a sudden throw them, you know, on set in the movie 
they actually have to work in our on-camera acting class and work their way up or, you know, start in the songwriting class and start writing songs and making demos. And then eventually they can record in the studio. So there's a definite process. So we, that's the thing. A lot of parents see that end result because um, that's what we put on our YouTube channel and everything. But it com- it all comes from a beginning of, you know, us meeting the student for the first time and yeah. just seeing what they're passionate about and what they're into. The thing we don't like is when parents will just want their kids to do it, but the kid doesn't want to do it themselves. Right. So that's an important thing is we, we definitely are nurturing artists and people who want to do this creative work because then we're not fighting we're not like butting heads we're 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 on we're in it together we're a collaborative team um so i think that's a very important thing to mention um yes we never want to force anybody to be creative that's not a good fit but i i'm gonna speak a little out of turn here and say that the first time i ever met lucas saluski's mother uh was at one of your spec fests and i'd never met Hmm. her before Never and met Danielle before that. Oh. I never met like years ago. I'd never met her before yeah. that, and I and I hadn't. I think I'd met Lucas, but I hadn't met her. And she just went on and on about like the transformation in her son and the direction and the hope and how she was when you know she was like, oh my gosh, these two guys. Um, and I and you know it's amazing the kinds of things that you guys are able to do. So I, I want people to get the both sides of it that. You know, it is a process, and they are going to get nurtured, but that it isn't just a class that you take and you get nurtured, and it's like, great, what do we do with it? You guys help with every step along the process. Now, do you? I mentioned before that sometimes you do one-on-one mentorship. Do you still do that ever if it, if, if a parent wants? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. It's a big part of our program, actually. Um, there's the classes, but then not everybody likes group settings, or not everybody can. They're you know in Arkansas or wherever yeah. they may be. So we nurture one-on-ones online. We nurture one-on-ones in person. Um, a lot of like script writing, like certain things that you really don't do in a group setting. We do a lot of writing in groups in our classes, but then there's some students who just want to, you know, write their own short film or whatever it may be. So we, we do one-on-one that way. Um, in all of our programs, we, we pretty much in the animation field, we have a couple of teachers who are fantastic who work one-on-one and instructors and in the music side and the voice acting side. So yeah, we definitely, some of those instructors sometimes are also on the spectrum. Is that correct? That's true. Yeah. Nearly half of our instructors, I think are identify as neurodiverse. Yeah. So there you go, you guys. Um, So again, let's, let's go back to the beginning and what's the website. www.speclabs.org. Is there a way we can show it? I think so. <laughs> Speclabs.org. I think we can show it on the screen. And when yeah, they awesome. go there, Thank what you. do they click on to see the classes? There's at the top of the webpage, there's uh, classes. So you click okay. classes. There's like, a, you know, our little logo. And then right next to it, there's, you can watch our videos. You can see what we create. Um, there's a tab that shows our videos, our music, um, the short film Boys Don't Wear Dresses that we created. There's a webpage for that on there. And then there's a classes page right next to it that lists all of our classes, our film, our acting, our voice acting, our animation, and our mindfulness will be up there soon. And then um, a lot of music classes being offered this round. Okay. So it'll list everything there, but for people who come in late and don't know what we're talking about, every, like, tell them again. So you said a mindfulness class. What else? There's the address, speclabs.org. Tell them oh, what, so what much. That... I mean, so classes in in filmmaking, music, acting, voice acting, um, yes, mindfulness, uh, which includes meditation and yoga, and then um, yeah, I mean, those are all the different, I guess, departments, fields. Um, so there's, I mean, there's honestly just too many classes to, to yeah. just list them for yeah. you. But but we're offering those classes in person, and there are some online options too for those of you who aren't in LA. Okay, and. Mm-hmm. What's the age range, you guys? We get that asked a lot. Um, we kind of don't have a limitation, but we usually, I think our youngest student's been somewhere around eight, right, Garth? Seven or eight has been our youngest. And then we go, we've gone all the way up to 35, 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think our oldest is about that old, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I say I say our oldest like our child or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay. so it's a big age range, and you know, like I said, we we meet the parents, we meet the student, we talk, and then we figure out what class, what mentorship, what might be the great fit for them. Some people may feel too young to be in a group class with older students. Some younger students love being in a class with older uh, people to like challenge them, and the you know they, that. So it, we just kind of meet each student. Um, I think the majority level. of our students fall in between like teens and early like to mid twenties. I mean, like kind 16 of like, to 24. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of the main age. That's range. a great time. So if people have questions, like how do they contact you guys to ask questions? Like, well, my child's 10, but you know, they have this perseveration. Do you think it'll work in the group class? And, you, and they want to have an actual conversation with one of you, how do they, they email you? How do they reach out to you? The website? Yeah, many ways to do that. Yeah, you can, you can message us on our Facebook page. You can message us through our, our website. We have contact information there. We, we do try to make ourselves pretty available for new families and students. Um, so it, what might start online or in an email will usually go into a phone call. Okay, we have a second video that we want to show and then we'll come back briefly after that to finish out the interview. But set this up for us because what is this other the second video that we're going to see? Oh, yeah, this is the the year in review. So th this is just like a snapshot of all the events um, moments in our classes from last year. Um, so you'll probably watch it and you might have like a couple things you want to point out or ask us about or maybe we'll speak to it. But uh, okay. it's, yeah, it's three minutes. Let's take a look. Okay.
and we're back, I think. And we're yes, back. We're back. Sweet. Yes. Uh, amazing. Again, another great video uh, that really is very uplifting because I think as a parent, you see all the work that's happening and all the fun that's happening and all the socialization and people having a good time creating. Uh, so congratulations for that. So what do you want to say about all that? <laughs> I want, oh, I mean, the community aspect. I mean, we we're always, you know, trying to put on events and do live performances and bring the community together. I mean, just last year alone, you saw a, a brief example. We did a, a, I mean, we did this summer of spec show in Playa Studios in this big space where we put on a huge show between for the spec band and Garth's music students. And it was just this live musical concert. And then in October, we did a Halloween show where we brought our improv sketch comedy group together with the band and live music and comedy. And we're always trying. And then at the end of the year, Garth did like you want a music show with your students. Oh, yeah. We had like a big a big concert um, for all the music students. Um, and then we had all the all the films that were made last year, too. I think there were two, yeah, three Yeah, we films. shot three short films three last year. Yeah. One was for the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, which... We're going to do again this year in our short film class called Spectrum League about superheroes uh, on the autism spectrum. And uh, that was a beautiful, fun short film that you can see on our YouTube page. In the fall, we shot two short films, um, one called Bench Warm Nerds and another one called Halloween Home Run that are going to be uh, that we're in the process of editing now that we're going to release in 2023. So, you know, we're always shooting movies, we're d recording songs, we're doing live performances, um, working for clients, jobs for with clients. So it's, there's so much, it's crazy because we, while we're doing it, we don't realize all the scope of what we're doing. I mean, we do because we're, <laughs> we're like, oh my God, there's so many things going on. Yeah. But watching a video like that is so cool because it's just a reminder of like, wow, we we did a lot of last stuff year. Done. Yeah, we just, Absolutely. we just like, you know, we love it. So it's, I, it's just fun. If I could, if I could just add to that, because I don't think we mentioned it before, but our um, our music program and our voiceover program is happening in this studio right here. So, um, one cool thing is like we we really have some great locations for our classes that try to give like a, a really great professional environment for our students. So you know the the actors are working in a, a great theater space. Yeah, we just uh, we're we're working at the Victory Theater in Burbank uh, with our on-camera acting class, nice. as well as our improv and sketch comedy class. So it's all uh, lights, staged, an actual live theater, which is great to give our students the experience of being on a stage for those classes. And then yeah, voice acting and the band and a bunch of the music classes are all in the professional. Yeah, studio. we have like a we have like a pro um, vocal live booth. Um, you can't see that; that's over there. Um, and we have a small production <laughs> pictures room the studio. <laughs> we got pictures. Yeah, you saw some. Yeah, in the video. That's right. Yeah. So so I mean, it's it's really great. Um, it's it really goes beyond just a class setting because students are are getting a real taste of what it's like to work in these environments that could potentially. Uh, lead to careers for them. I also want to say that we hired actors um, for Autism Care Today for their All Ghouls Gala to be atmosphere actors. Oh, yeah. You guys were so patient because I was I was going through COVID and the actual hiring of actors. Boy, it was rough for me. <laughs> um, but you guys were patient with me and stuck with me. Um, and then they were fabulous. Yeah, they, they had like a blast. Unbelievably yeah. awesome. We had such a good time with them. Um, so first I want to say, if you have, if you have someone that you love in your life, or you are someone who wants this kind of mentorship and you're neurodiverse, go to, uh, speclabs.org and check out the classes because the classes start when you guys? Feb 4. February 4th is the first class. Okay. So there's only like a week and a half until that. So you yeah. really, you really want to get on that. And I imagine some of them are filling up and might already be full. So it's a time sensitive thing. You guys get in there. And if you're long distance and you're like, I want to do a virtual class, you better get on there and get yourself registered. Um, if you have a business or something that you want to be hiring somebody to make a new opening for your thing or a new logo or something to animate something for your employees or your business, oh my gosh, where are you spending your money? You should be spending it with them. I've done this a couple of times with them. All of our music now at the Autism Network has been purchased from 
um, Spec Labs, we tell them, here's what we're looking, we need like 10 seconds of a stinger that's upbeat and they give us choices and write stuff right for you. You're not gonna find that kind of service other places, you guys. So you should be hiring them and if you ever need actors or voiceover or anything, go to them because you're gonna help these individuals um, go from being students to being young artists, ap apprenticeships, to being artists that are getting paid. So um, support this venture because then when they win their first Oscar, we're all gonna say we knew them when. Um, <laughs> it's happening, I know it's gonna happen. So um, I, I, I have this great second sense that I can see that. Uh, and it could be soon. Like I can see you guys having an animated short next year. I'm just saying. I would be honored to just have you review something we've done, Shannon. <laughs> I already have. What are you talking about? I've already reviewed Boys Don't Wear Dresses. Uh, I absolutely oh, cool. have. So, um, so that's already <laughs> happened. But uh, send anything else my way, and I'll be happy to review. Um, we're happy, happy, happy to do that. But I just adore you guys. I think so highly of you and the work that you do, and just love... I, you know, we have this unerring time thing that you're, when you guys have your events is always when I have something else going on, so I don't always get there, but I hope you know that I support always. And listen, you know, I, I last minute I was like, oh, I am going to be able to go to Summer of Spec, and you guys were sold out. So oh, yeah. it's, it's not like you're <laughs> yeah. like, Shannon, where are you? You know, you're, you're, you people sell your events out, which is great. Um, and we, we hope that you continue to do that. But I do, I love everything that you guys do, and I, I love getting to be there to see the collaboration. It's just amazing, amazing, amazing. So sending you hugs. Again, telling people yeah. go to Spec Labs. Is there anything else you want to tell them before we cut out of here? Um, just, you know, if you have an inkling to try out, like Garth said earlier, like we'll meet you at whatever level you're at come check us out, come hang out, like come to our events. Um, just message us. We're, we're still, we're still, you know, just like this small community family organization in LA, but we reach out uh, a lot of places, but we, we really would love to speak with anybody out there who wants to chat with us. And we're open to all sorts of types of creative endeavors. So if you're into something that maybe you didn't hear today, might hit us up and be like, hey, I'm a DJ or whatever it might be. We're, we like to just explore and, you know, we're a laboratory. So we're, we're always exploring different types of creative endeavors. So have you guys um, done a stand up us. comedy class? Because I, I, I feel like you need to do one of those. Oh, man, I'd love to do that one day. Yeah. 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 A stand up. I've talked to a couple different stand ups uh, about that idea. And yeah. uh, it, I think one day it might happen. Uh, that would be really fun. I have a feeling, but we do have a sketch comedy and improv yeah. class, which is where we write sketches like SNL and stuff, and we perform them live in a theater. And so, there is a comedy class. So if somebody's into comedy or stand up like that, then that that Absolutely. we could work that into that class for sure. Super cool. And we didn't, and we had it on the screen, but we didn't really say it. You can always donate to Spec Labs as well. They take. Yes, donations. we are a nonprofit. We are. We're we a five hundred one c three. I mean, people are closing out their books. I don't know what date it is in January that you can still make a donation and have it count from 2022, but make, make donations. Even if it has to yes. count for 2023, you, you know you're going to give, you want to pay taxes on it or you want to give it to somebody? Give it to them. Yeah. Uh, don't, be sh don't be shy. Whether it's <laughs> it, you, you want to you give to us or just talk to us or learn more, you know, yes. Jason and I, are, we're pretty approachable and we'd be happy to speak with you. There you go. All right. You guys are amazing. Uh, we've gone a little bit over because we had a little bit of a sound issue there. I do want to say, uh, okay, uh, Sarah, hello. We, we're, they're saying hello. Sarah is saying hello to you guys. Love these guys and their amazing services. Absolutely. Hey, Sarah. Yay. Hey, Sarah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I will see you guys soon. Uh, and then we're going to be back tomorrow. We have Let's Talk Movies with Shannon and Moira. And we're going uh, to review a bunch of movies. None of them from the Spectrum Laboratory, but that's just next this week. Uh, sometime next in the future. So yeah. until then, we'll get into the hospital. Bye bye for now.